to be with you. I love you very much, and I hope that things are going good for you, given the times that we're living in. We're now full swing into the season of Advent, and it's during this time of year that we particularly focus on the life-producing effects of hope, peace, joy, and love. You can live a lifetime on those four. And one way that our family of faith does this is through the Advent wreath, as we see back there. Um, the four flames, where they'll eventually be lit, they represent the four shining truths that help us to see our way through the difficulties of life. And my hope for you this evening, particularly during this season of Advent, is that you will allow these four points of light to dispel the darkness of COVID and any other circumstances that cast a shadow over you today. Let's reflect this evening on the flame of radical hope. Now, I don't call it just hope, I call it radical hope. And uh, as, as I was thinking about that, it reminds me of the second Sunday of Advent, 90, 79 years ago. 79 years ago, you know what that is? Do you remember it? Well, listen how one person recounted it. I was in the fourth grade. It started out as a normal Sunday morning. My sister, my mother, and I were dressed up in our Sunday clothes and standing at the door waiting for my father so that we could walk to Mass, as we did every Sunday. And my father suddenly said, come and listen to the radio. As we did, I noticed that my father's face was very somber and very serious. I couldn't hear exactly what was being said because of the static, but after my father turned it off, he looked at my mother and said very sadly, Pearl Harbor has just been bombed. We're at war. Now, that was 79 years ago. Um, I share that story with you this evening because we know that, just like today, people came to Mass that morning seeking a reason to have hope. Think of getting ready to walk out the door and hearing that news. And they came looking for hope. And interestingly, that's been my Advent quest this year. Amidst all of the difficulties of this year, I'm looking to see how that Advent homilies have changed during those years when everything wasn't peachy, when everything wasn't prosperous, when uh, we were not living on easy times or good things. And so as we come here this evening, maybe you're feeling like we're at war with COVID and, or some other difficult situation in your life. Let's spend our remaining time learning how that we can add radical hope to our lives. The first and foremost thing as we hear the heroes of our faith, and most importantly, our master speak to us in his words, is to grow in your relationship with Jesus. Grow in that relationship because as Paul put it so aptly in the letter to the Hebrews, he said that in our relationship with Jesus, we have this hope, which is described as an anchor for the soul. It is firm, he said. He said this hope is secure in our lives. It'll 
keep us from moving. Have you ever gone fishing and you're trying to stay in one spot without an anchor? You can forget it. It's not going to happen. You got to you got to get somewhere, get something that's secure and firm, or you're just going to go all over the place. And that's who Jesus is. See, Jesus is our friend, no matter what it is that we're experiencing in life. He listens to us. He watches over us. He cares for us. As a matter of fact, he's closer to you than you are to yourself. And that's pretty close. He understands you. He understands your personal circumstances more than you'll ever know. And here's the good part about it. He wants only the best for you. That's, that's the really good part. He loves you and he cares for you. So what we have to do if we want to gain a sense of hope in the midst of the troublesomeness of life, it is to embrace more fully our relationship with Jesus, continue to grow in him. The second thing which we hear over and over again during the season of Advent is to live expectantly. To live expectantly. Has the uh, thought of a COVID vaccine caused your expectancy to change a little bit in the way you look at what's going to happen six, 12 months down the road? Well, I would, I would surely think it would. Well, that's called expectancy. We, we don't have it yet. But we have something to look forward to, don't we? And when we have something to look forward to, what it does is we don't resign life. We don't check out of life. We don't flee or give up from life because we know that help is coming through hope. And it's that, that way with Jesus. Jesus expressed it, though, not just on a COVID level, he expressed it on the grandest level of life, meaning everything in life. He says, go on living expectantly. And what are we expecting? What is it we're waiting on? We're waiting on his return. We're waiting on his return. And we, because of that, we don't have to resign life. We don't have to give up hope in life, but we can keep going forward. Jesus said, you do not know the time I will come, but he says, I will come. Do you hear any doubt about that? Well, we don't know the time, but he definitely says, I'm going to show up. You can count on that. It may be in the evening. It may be at midnight. It may be at morning. But what Jesus said to us, it doesn't really matter. What matters is to watch and be prepared and to live an expectant life. One that realize that can overcome all the hurdles in life. The third thing is to wait and be patient. We're not good at that. I'm not good at that. Are you? Waiting and patience, they're just not, it's not a part of our life today. We like, for, we like to, when we have a crisis, we like to deal with it, get it over with, and go on. Guess what? If you haven't learned already, there's some things don't work that way. And usually they're the hardest things in life. They don't work that way. You can't control those things in life. But you can be hope-filled. You can have hope in God. And you can wait and you can be patient. Because once again, it gets back to this theme of expectancy. Where so someone said it this way, we can laugh when tears are still in our eyes. Isn't that a beautiful thing? See, God always gives his best, always, 
always, this is the message of the saints, God always gives his best to those who leave the choice to him. What did he say through the prophet? He said, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. The fourth thing to increasing radical hope in your life is to persevere. That's a word that we need today, isn't it? Uh, here's a great verse on that. We also rejoice in our sufferings, rejoicing in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces what? Hope. See there? Do you see how perseverance leads to hope? As we, as we persevere, as we build our character, uh, we, we begin to be confident in life, not because of who we are, but because of who God is. And when we build that character into our lives, we have hope. And we can have radical hope. We can, we can hope, as Abraham said, Paul said of Abraham, we can hope against hope, meaning that when there doesn't seem to be even a glimmer of hope in our situation, we can still hope because of whose we are, that we are the children of God. So persevere, he says. He says, when you're at the end of your rope, have hope. Tie not on because God is a God of miracles and he's holding the other end of the rope. And he's not going to let you go. Final thing is to praise God. And that's so important in hope. As you think about the transcendence, the holiness, the grace, the mercy, the love, and it goes on and on and on about who God is, we praise him and our hope in him is strengthened. What did, what did Isaiah say? He says, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles, they will run and they will not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. You know, at most every funeral mass that I've ever presided over, we always sing on eagle's wings. Why is that? Because there's hope in that, isn't there? You're always singing that song because if we're mounting up on eagle's wings, we're soaring into a belief and hope. So here's a good question for you tonight. What kind of bird are you? What kind of bird are you? Remember that God says you're an eagle. You're an eagle. And that you soar high above the driving winds of life. And while my, many others may see a hopeless end, you can praise God in an endless hope. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. So many great truths and promises for our lives today. I'd like to leave you with a couple of thoughts for reflection this evening if you want to increase the amount of radical hope in your life. First of all, make it your number one priority. Nothing even close second. Number one priority to grow in your relationship with Jesus. That is essential. And the second thing is this. Remember this. This is what the saints said that if you've been reduced to God being your only hope, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. 
I go back to the Pearl Harbor incident. Um, Admiral, Admiral Chester Nimitz, he was put in charge of the forces, the Pacific forces after this. And a couple of days later, he's, he's in Pearl and he's reviewing all of the damage that had been done. And a reporter comes up to say, and asks him, he says, well, what do you think of this hopeless situation? And here's the man that's gonna lead the nation in this war. And I, what does Nimitz do? He, 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 he journals things, so he wrote this down, thankfully. Uh, he proceeds to list why God was with America that day. And then he gives three critical mistakes that the attack force made that, that blew them out of the water, that kept them from having the victory that they wanted to see. See, here's a man that was able to look at the situation with the candle of radical hope in his hand. He had radical hope. He's surveying. He's looking at the situation. And as he can see, with hope in his life, he sees possibility. And that's the same thing in our lives. Here's a good thought to consider. As you're looking at your situation today, are you holding the candle of radical hope in your hand? How are you looking at your situation today? Is the light of radical hope shining forth more brightly into the darkness? God bless all of you and embrace radical hope in your life.